Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Lay it on me. Fast food work is no joke. Looming over a stove, fryer, griller, or whatever it takes, while serving a seemingly endless supply of customers waiting to fill their mouths and then bellies, that's the order, mouths, Mm -hmm. bellies, Mm -hmm. with expedient, unhealthy, yet often delicious treats is no stress-free environment and can often be emotionally exhausting. Yeah, it's pretty taxing. Yeah, Hitting close to home there? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Physically, yeah, we won't. Physically draining. Well, after working one such evening, young Christopher Davis was headed home when his 76 Celica had suffered a flat tire. Davis proceeded to get out of his car and fix the flat. Doing so provided him with no trouble at all. Upon fixing the flat, he heard a thump and he looked up from his task and noticed something approaching him from the darkness. Help? Somebody mm-hmm. come to help? Maybe. I don't know. You be the judge. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, it was something he had never seen before. It's a good sign, right? And maybe <laughs> something he never imagined could even exist. But the closer it came to him, the more its form took shape. And he could clearly see what lay in front of him. It wasn't help. <laughs> Again... I mean, well, maybe you can try to interpret okay, yeah. the motivations behind this thing, this thing he never coming. thought he could. Might not any this thing he thought might not even exist. About what happened, he would later say, "Quote: I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I'm sure just trying to help, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I could see him from the neck down. The three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin." It was strong and angry. He messed up its order earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I said no pickles. Yeah. No pickles. My kids won't eat pickles. You ass. I'm going to hear about it from my wife. (laughs) Uh How dare you treat me this way? I paid $4 for this. Yeah. Hunted him down. (laughs) Found him fixing his car. (laughs) You know. He popped popped the tires so he could catch up with them. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you fucked up my order. Here's my receipt. People are crazy. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you just go back to the store? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm off my shift. I'm I just can't. trying to fix my tire, man. I'm trying to go home. Yeah. Well, I ruined your tire. You can't go home. Yeah. Fix my sandwich. What? Are you insane? Yes. Yes. Many people are insane. Yes. And of course, I have not worked food before, but I've worked with the public often, and people are just insane. It's ridiculous. They're out of control. You guys need to calm down out there. 
yes, yeah, seriously. If you're ever interacting with someone, this is not written down. This is this aside. This is an aside, but it's it's too close to my heart to ignore. <laughs> if you're ever in a situation where you're interacting with a human being at a store or a salesperson, unless the sales person is like real fucking annoying, then that's your discretion. But just a normal person who's like maybe giving you a product or maybe giving you a sandwich. How about you just talk to them like a normal person and be understanding and be patient and realize all of your issues inside the store are not that important. No. Just, my, my defense in that situation was always, I just work here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you probably wouldn't want some guy popping your tire and chasing you down. <laughs> and the fact that when he looked at him, he said it was strong and angry. <laughs> That's a bad start. It's not great. That's not good. But what do we got here? Well, he, Let's get back on topic yeah, we're back before on we topic. get too far no, off. We're, no, we're, 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 uh, that was me trying, trying to uh, funnel us back home. This is still this man. This is still Christopher Davis talking. Mm-hmm. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes. And then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt. Then I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around on the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. He continues. I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. Wait, another one? That was about, no, that was, um, I put a few quotes together, but that's like when he was fixing the tire, he had noticed like, oh, these okay. eyes coming towards him, and then everything else that I talked about kind of happened after the fact. Okay. Davis rapidly entered his vehicle and started to speed away, but as he was departing, inexplicably, and this is just me kind of going over what we just heard him talk about, inexplicably, this creature found itself mounted on the top of his roof dangling it stared at him through the, his windshield with its red eyes perhaps staring through his very soul as he crushed his foot into the brake pedal his vehicle came to a sudden swerving halt causing the beast to tumble in a rolling fashion toward the ground this gave davis the opportunity he needed to escape this time his foot pummeled his accelerator and he zoomed away with a 17 year old teenager arrived home he was understandably beside himself how would you feel about, and your dad's like in the kitchen and you just came home and you're just ramped up <laughs> and he's like, what's going on, son? Monsters. <laughs> These creatures. All right. Go to bed, son. Have you been drinking? Drugs. What? Dr- I just got off work, dad. <laughs> I'm not drunk or on drugs. Mm-hmm. Cut me some slack. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. He was understandably beside himself. And after telling his father about the adventure. His dad would later, eventually, it took some time, we'll get to it, his dad would eventually convince him to tell the local sheriff, Liston Truesdale, two weeks later. What was his name? Liston Truesdale. Trues, like like truth. Like true. Like truth, like, yeah. Like we're in the land of truth right we're, now. Yes. And we're Truesdale. Truesdale. Liston Truesdale. <coughs> Which, honestly, he sounds like the sheriff in a monster movie. Mm-hmm. Liston Truesdale. I'm going to get Sheriff Liston. <laughs> we get Truesdale on the case. Yeah. Two two weeks later, Davis would inevitably take and pass a polygraph test. Now, not admissible usually in the court of law, but it still kind of leans into his credible story. Yeah. The date was June 29th, 1988. Yeah, that's an old car. Uh, right, exactly. Oh, he's 17 years old working at a fast food joint. Yeah. His dad's like, here's your car. In the late 70s, early 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The incident had occurred in Lee County, South Carolina, near the Scape or Swamp. 
That's the name of the swamp. Scape or swamp. It's three words. Besides his father, what else had helped sway young Davis's opinion into alerting the sheriff? Well, other reports had begun to surface. On July 14, 1988, police had been investigating property damage around Browntown. It's the South, man. What? It's the South. You know why it was named Browntown? You can probably guess. It's the South. Well, that's not what I was thinking at well, that's, all. When I was reading things, that's, that was why it was called that, basically. Oh, well, because there I can't was, say what I was going to say then, because it's more offensive now that you right, said that. Then never mind. I'm sorry I cut you off. All right. I dropped some reality into my monster story. Yeah. Sorry about that. Now I can't have fun. No, sorry. I apologize. It's all right. But I mean, you know. Probably wouldn't have been funny anyway. Well, we're in South Carolina, so I mean. What, which was, anyways, and I, I don't like saying brown town because it makes me like, hmm. But it's the name of a town, and it was outside of Bishopville. It still is, actually. It didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah, right. still there. Yeah. Bishopville, South Carolina. And you guessed it, in an area that bordered the scape or swamp. Now, they're investigating property damage, and outside of this, hair and muddy footprints were found near a car that was covered in scratches and tooth marks. Hmm. From the 2013 book, and a book where many of these sources were double-checked against the websites I came across on the internet, this was the most cohesive compilation of the story where I'm about to tell you. From the 2013 book, Lizard Man, the true story of the Bishopville monster by Lyle Blackburn in his opening chapter entitled, The Lizard Man Cometh. The Lizard Man Cometh. Quote, a family by the name of Way reported that their 1985 Ford LTD had been mauled during the night while they slept. The vehicle, which had been parked under an open metal carport, had suffered extensive damage to the molding, sidewalls, and hood. His car got fucked up. It would have seemed like the work of a vandal, but hair and footprints found on the car led them to believe some kind of animal might have been responsible. But what kind of animal would sink its claws and teeth into the metal skin of a car? What kind of animal would sink its claws and teeth into the metal skin of a car? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well. it's a good question. Yeah. It's fair. I'm going to continue. Sheriff Truesdale was summoned to the scene of this first account by the two deputies who had initially been sent out to there. That's, <laughs> I wrote that. That's my fault. I wrote that. That's where they went. It makes sense, though. Right? I, you know. Yeah. I should have took a third edit through this. That's fine. Sheriff Truesdale conducted a follow-up interview of the ways and personally examined the footprints and fur. So he comes out there the same night, though. Mm-hmm. So like it's very, it's all very immediate. He's to check it out. Yeah. Wires from the vehicle's engines were even ripped out. So that seems like a specific target, yeah. Yeah, maybe he's hungry for wires and metal. Perhaps. So that makes you think, what is it doing? Yeah, what is it doing? Mm. Well, Sheriff Truesdale, he called in a South Carolina Wildlife and Marine Resources Department biologist to help identify the fur. It seemed the fur likely belonged to a red fox. But between you and me, would a red fox wreak havoc in someone's car like this? Do you think a car would be something a red fox would pay attention to and decide to attack? No. Just for fun? I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so either. And I mean, fox prints were found nearby, so like, well, okay, there's a fox there. Mm-hmm. But 25 yards away, 
were what appeared to be bear tracks. Okay. So, some things I was reading hypothesize some wicked battle between this red fox and this bear where they were like flung against the car and like there was this chaos happening. Wait, the bear and the fox are battling? They're trying to explain like how like the fur and how it got scratched and like what was going on here. I mean, I so mean there's can, probably black bears in South Carolina. I would think so, yeah. But uh, I mean, a fox is not going to stand a chance against a black bear. No. So just Unless imagine, that's one scared black bear, and the black bear's fighting for its life. Right, and the red fox is like real big. It's like a bigger one. And he's yeah, like... Rabid. And the, bear, <laughs> and the bear's like, I just want berries. And the fox yeah. is like, I'm going to kill you. Why? Yeah. Time to die. <laughs> what? Why? And it's a pacifist bear, so he's like, I can't hit you. I, don't I refuse do to hit you. He's hitting with like a back of his hand yeah. that could kill him in one swipe. He's like, get out of here. Yeah. Well... That's crazy. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, right? So, I mean, yeah, so the bear tracks were found 25 yards away. But, I mean, supposedly bear tracks. Were they bear tracks? Hmm. The mystery grew. From the newspaper The Item, a man named James Knight said, quote, The tracks were aligned in a straight procession, typical of human steps. End quote. Is this bear-like? Sure, bears can walk upright. Mm-hmm. But how human is their gait? Mm. It's pretty bear-like. Probably more bear-like. I would think so. They are bears. Leans into that. Well, this first incident gained lots of attention. Again, this is the same night. Gossip about the creature grew out of what people had heard over their personal police scanners. This talk drew reporters. You listeners, and I mean you, of course, being co-hosts of this program, Mm -hmm. but those listeners who are familiar with our show will recognize the base ingredients of a full-fledged mess starting to congeal together. For those who don't know, a mess, of course, is monster excitement stupidity syndrome, Mm -hmm. a situation where the hype of an unknown beast gives townsfolk reason to, well, get excited. You know who never appreciates a mess when they come to fruition? Who do you think is the number one enemy of a mess besides the potential monster? Who does this give the most headaches to? The police. The police! <laughs> this, <laughs> this It's a nightmare. It's not good. They have a mysterious creature or something. They Whether it's a creature or not, they have a phenomenon they have not yet to solve. And then all these people. This tends to make them solving any mystery worse, but sometimes... Sometimes, a mess draws out people who have already seen the creature everyone is now looking for, helping put together a closer picture of what is really going on. So the fact that it becomes a thing means people want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Quote, While we were looking over this situation, we learned that people in the Brown Town community had been seeing a strange creature about seven feet tall with red eyes. More quotes. Some of them had described it as green, but some of them as brown. They thought it might be responsible for what happened. End quote. When he left the house, Truesdale spoke with a man he knew called J.J. and asked him if he had seen anything green or brown with red eyes. <laughs> hey, do you want to know what J.J. said? Uh, no. Should I have? <laughs> quote, what do you mean? That lizard man? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, 
Yeah. The sheriff's oh, like, yeah, probably. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no, right. That's yeah, the what fucking I mean. lizard man. Yeah, the goddamn lizard man. Yeah, that that stupid fucker. Yeah, the lizard man. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. I just imagine the sheriff's eyes going like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah what? The, yep. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. How did you know? Oh, because it's a, such a matter-of-fact situation. Well, knowing that everything they had heard up to this point to be somewhat ridiculous, but still, being a professional lawman, Truesdale and his deputy set out to solve this mystery. Because regardless of what it is, like, something's here. So, like, mm-hmm. all right, let's kind of figure it out. That night, they compiled a list of seven people, because people are hoarding around the Way's house, so then they can just talk about people who, because again, even though it's 1988, I guess no one else has nothing else to do. Yep. Nobody else. They just have nothing else to do. Nope. Yeah, so they compiled that list of people who may have seen this creature, but these people refused to come forward. Again, like revealing the fact that a monster's out there, and you've seen it, might do some damage to your reputation. Not mine. Some if I find one, I'm talking about it. <laughs> Speaking of matter-of-fact statements. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, if I saw that Thunderbird, you'll know about it. Yep. I'll talk about it for the rest of my life. hmm It was 40 feet long, wingspan. It's just, and it had a deer in its mouth, and it, yep. wow, bold. Yeah. Yeah. I can attest, so would I. So people refused to come forward, but the pieces were in play. Mm-hmm. The story was circulating. And this is what Christopher Davis... Oh, sorry. But because of the fact that the the, uh, the story was now circulating, Christopher Davis heard the stories. And this is what drew him into Truesdale's office mm-hmm. at the behest of his father. Because his dad's like, all right, you told me this wild story. Now this is happening unrelated. You should, yeah. Can we tell somebody? Yeah, maybe we should tell somebody. And I imagine him just being like, like Chris. He's just like, ah! Uh All right. Well, Chris's dad told reporters that Chris was, quote, so upset he left the car running. He was huffing and puffing. In a few minutes, he started crying. We asked him what had happened, and he said what he saw was seven feet tall, had red eyes, and three fingers on each hand. So, I mean, just imagine if you came in and told that to your father, and like. I just saw a dinosaur man. (laughs) (laughs) And he tried to eat the car. His dad's like, what? What happened? You're fucking high, man. Yeah, ex- yeah, are you on drugs? But again, many many things state that the fact that he was coming home from work late night, you know, a late night shift at this fast food joint, which may have an Irish name. McDonald's? I'm just saying. A lot of places left it off. Like they didn't want to talk about it, but that's, I mean, that's where it was. I mean, most, most people aren't going to think Irish McDonald's, but... Or Scottish. What do you, it's a Mick. It's a Mac. Yeah. It's a Mac Shack. The Mac Shack. Also, it's never mentioned in my entire write-up, but I'm going to mention it to you now. He had it's, like... A, McDonald's Irish cuisine? Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, calling it any kind of cuisine makes me like, oh. Yeah. Just give me that coffee, please. Yeah. I like my frappe. I don't want to deal with whatever the fuck you're eating. But supposedly, he had like a bag of like... like they said fish sandwiches. So it would be like, you know... Get a bag of fish sandwiches. Like a filet of fish. Like he's got a bag of filet of fish in this passenger seat. Oh, okay. So like th- that's just a fun image to have. When you say a bag of fish sandwiches, for whatever reason, I just imagine it being like a fucking duffel bag full of fish <laughs> sandwiches. It's like, a leather sack. It's like, why? <laughs> uh, I don't know why I thought that, though. I've got 59 filet of fish in my 
duffel bag. He's just been hoarding them. Next to my gym shorts. That's his, that's his uh, bonus he's taking home from work. He's like, yeah, filet of fish it's, time. I like the cheese and the fish. It's a good combo. The driver's side mirror of Chris's car was bent, and there were scratches on its roof. The Celica had seen better days. Chris would also state that stories of a, quote, weird creature had been circulating around the community for about the past two years. So it's like underground gossip. Like, oh, there's a creature, and you're like, what? Okay. Yeah, it's so like, you- well, we're trying to start with Seamus. Right, exactly. Yeah, Seamus O'Houlihan is yeah. running around. It's almost like we need some guy to put on bare hands and like start running around. Oh, huh, yeah. Probably. I don't know who would ever do that. No, no idea. I don't know either. But of course, rumors are of course just rumors. But again, here we are. Mm-hmm. Here was this town. 30 years ago. Uh-huh, yeah. After Chris's account became public, the radio stations got involved. Uh-oh. <laughs> what do you think that did to the psyche of the community? Got it messy? Well, you may be... V- very accurate because once broadcasts about the lizard man started to grace the airwaves of Brownsville and the surrounding areas and of course scape or swamp the swamp in fact where this Mm -hmm. had occurred around became the destination of believers and skeptics alike one thing was certain after the radio station's initial broadcast describing the incidents and the creature they quickly realized they needed to do something to help de-escalate the situation for the police who are trying to conduct an honest-to-God investigation and find out just exactly what they were dealing with. So it got a little hyped. Yeah, and they had no to try, And they had to try to be like, all right, guys, just like stop for a second. We got we to gotta bring this a notch down. Like, we, we, made, we made a mistake. We got you too ramped up, too pumped, too jacked. Nope, we're getting so, our pitchforks. So we have to turn it down. WCOS FM said they'd give a million dollars to anyone who could capture it alive. See, get the pitchforks out. Oh, Let's man, go get hunting. everything out. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so according to a The Item article, it's a newspaper, quote, four local friends, each about 20 years old, brought rifles and trucks to the bridge. There's a bridge in by the swamp where this occurred, uh-huh. just to know, in an effort to do a little sightseeing and maybe collect the reward. When asked if he would try to spare the creature and thus meet the main requirement for collecting the money, Tony White replied, Damn straight. Wouldn't have to work a day in my life. Quote. I mean, a million dollars in 88? Yeah. I feel a like, good amount of money. I feel like any... I mean, it's a good amount of money anytime, really. Yeah. Like, when is I that mean, ever I'm bad? I'm not going to complain about that. Nah, I'd be okay with that. Also, keep in mind, it had only been one week on July 24th, two, two, uh, two teenage boys saw a, quote, large muscular animal, quote, along Highway 15 while they were with their girlfriends. Yeah, I just... Go ahead. What do you think about that? Just weird to say, yeah, it was, it was a big animal. It was very muscular. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was ripped. <laughs> fucking jacked. He like was it's so... hitting the gym. Yeah, he has been... I was work- Myron. He's been working out. <laughs> My girlfriend was getting jealous. It's like, <laughs> hey, wait, whoa. Well, after they saw this creature, they burst into the police station to share their stories around 2 a.m. Oh, like, greetings. I've seen a thing! Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you imagine right. that? Yeah, you're sure. You sure did, bud. You're with your girls, and you're hanging out driving. You see this creature, and at that point, those two guys, they didn't give a shit about their girls if they actually saw this. They're like, we got to go to the guy, tell the cops. They're like, what are we doing? What? Just go, go home. <laughs> 
And the officers, I've seen this monster. It was very muscular. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Hello. Excuse me? Hello. What? What are you talking about? Well, again, from the true story of the Bishopville monster. Oh, did I jump ahead? I did. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Two hours later, reports of strange howlings were made to the police. When police investigated, they discovered several 40-gallon drums had been smashed. They're along the road, but they're, like, beaten down. Okay. I didn't, I mean, I got a lot to talk about. I'm not, just know these drums were destroyed. Maybe it were, like, the construction ones. Could be. Yeah. I mean, they were, like, drums, like, barrels and shit. Yeah. And then tree limbs as high as nine feet were snapped into pieces. They were shattered. It was, they were, huh. bro- they were broken. Obviously, noticeably broken. Well, these officers drove further down the street, but when they saw nothing else weird, they turned around to head back the direction they came upon. But upon doing so, saw footprints that had not been there before. Again, from the true story of the Bishopville Monster, quote, the impressions clearly showed a large oval palm pad, a prominent heel, and three claw-like toes, which sunk to a depth of nearly one and a half inches. From yeah. from toe to heel, the prince measured a whopping 14 inches in length. Damn. Yeah, it's huge, right? And at the widest portion, seven inches across. The stride was astounding, measuring over three feet per step. Take a second as I take a little sip of this beverage and imagine this creature's lower extremities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good-sized gate for a lizard man thing. Right, you'd think so. Yeah. He's got some height to him. From the July 28th edition of the Rock Hill Herald, again the same year, 1988, Trooper Hodge said, quote, They were just some weird tracks. They were too consistent to be fake. They were deep down in that hard dirt. And I read some stuff, but like people tried to like stomp on it, and it, it wasn't easy to push it down. It was, huh. it took some effort. Well, guess what they did? I kind of spoiled it in that quote. The officers made casts of the tracks before a rainstorm washed all other evidence of the creature away. Okay. But so, but they made some like concrete plaster casts, and these things still exist to this day. You could look plaster at them. Plaster of Paris. Whatever it was, they did it. But then they even had, but the dogs couldn't get a scent. These are things I didn't re- re- write down, but I remember from my readings mm-hmm. and they followed the tracks into like the brush and like the dogs were like going down like a path in the woods or near the swamp and then the rain came down and it just didn't but this, lost it all right and the <clears throat> scent was still kind of weird because they couldn't attach it to any specific creature but they were following like the footprints in the you know off the road and it just once it rained that was a, game over it was literally a wash it was mm-hmm. done it's a bummer it was out of there But despite all of that, more eyewitness accounts were on the way. The Lee County Observer said in July 20th, 1988, one sheriff's deputy called to the Brown Town section of Lee County near the swamp, reported that at least 20 people were out with flashlights and guns stalking a reptile. I mean... The article continues. Why wouldn't you? Zach, this sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like too much fun. I'm not missing that. No, this sounds like a lot of fun. Man, I really hope somebody doesn't walk around our area with bare hands, scaring people or jumping out at cars. Yeah. That would be... That Nobody would, do that. That would be... That would be, be Dangerous and reckless and a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't support <laughs> it. Oh. No, I don't. I hope nobody 
a month ago went on Amazon and bought like $10 like bear hands or wolf hands. Yeah. I hope this guy did not paint them so they were brown and not gray because bears are usually more grayish. They can be black bears, but I mean, yeah. bear, you think, you know, like a brown bear. Brown bear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody should do that though. And I hope nobody bought suspenders to look like an eight, 1800s, you know, canal digger. Mm-hmm. I hope nobody did that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get off my back. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Don't do that. Nobody do that. So, continuing, which the deputy saying, quote, one lizard man hunter did actually aim his weapon at a passing bicyclist. No. <laughs> Startled that guy. Ah! <laughs> I'm on a bike. Fair enough. Why don't you drive like a normal man? Get in a car. <laughs> you a human or a lizard man? Yeah. Uh, human, please. No. Well, 10 months earlier, a different bicyclist stopped for a cigarette. Got a gun pointed at him? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, not this guy. Oh, okay. When he, uh, and I, of course, all these accounts can be found in the book I'm referencing, but I'm just kind of kind of giving you just the bare bones. Um, so, yeah, he stopped for a cigarette when he first thought, oh, when what he first thought was a tree turned out to, quote, Stand up like a man. How scary is that? That's fine, right? That's uh, probably nothing to be concerned about. Uh, nope. It was approximately seven to eight feet tall. It had red eyes. Huh. Hmm. Well, we're going to jump back a few years because we've been spending most of our time in 1988. In 1986, George Plyer was with a group of men who were constructing a hog pen in the swamp. Just go with it. When he saw a creature, he described as the following quote its face was shaped like a human's its eyes were red around the pupils and its arms hung like apes quote now george plyer would eventually go on to a program called animal x natural mystery i'm pretty sure that wasn't an ipad fuck up and that's the actual name of the show let's go well, okay you, uh, i hope so otherwise i mean i will issue a correction if it's wrong because we care about strict journalism on this podcast mm-hmm he said, quote, the features were more like a human than any animal I've ever seen. The arms were a little bit longer than normal human being arms, but the legs were long and skinny along with a little body. End quote, but he keeps talking, quote, it had a maybe, it had a body maybe similar to a lizard except for the head and didn't have a tail or anything like that. Weird. Well, a crop duster named Frank Mitchell was taking off before Chris Davis's instance happened. So before, you know, Mr. Davis had his encounter with mm-hmm. the creature. When a, quote, thing strolled right in front of him. So he's flying. It's like a dramatic scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. He's getting to do his thing with his plane. And there's this thing walks up. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> huh. He's like, pull up the throttle. Yeah. Because yeah, they fly pretty low, so you probably get something yeah. pretty well. Well, you're right, exactly. Well, I mean, and this is, like, he's not even off the ground yet. Oh, so, so like he's okay. So it, it literally walks in front of the runway, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I'm I like, hit it? <laughs> and then he's like, that's the first question. The second one is, what is that? <laughs> well, to him, its color was a grayish brown, perhaps having a face not dissimilar to a monkey. Hmm. Now, this story was recanted. To author Liar Blackburn, he told him that story because li- name's Liar. 
Lyle. Oh. Sorry. L Y L E. No, no, he's not a liar. Lyle. Lyle. Lyle Black Gotcha. Uh, Texa. Texas. Texa. Wow, I just don't say S. Funny. <laughs> when I'm drinking, I take the S off Texas and put the S on Illinois. Hilarious. <laughs> How absurd is that? I, I don't know. Mm. Well, this guy from Illinois is talking about this guy from Texas. Oh my God, get out of here! <laughs> All right, all right. But anyways, um, when Lyle was conducting interviews for his book, like it was like an actual conversation they had, not a source from a n- newspaper. At one point, a man had reported shooting the creature. There's a lot that goes into this, and I chose to skip it because I'll tell you why in this next sentence. Um. But as the mess escalated, I mean, the news people, everybody wants all they can get about this creature. Like, they're, they're dying. They're, they're starved for information. So as the mess escalated, it was found out that he lied, made it up. And he was punished for possessing an unregistered weapon and making a false police report. So the police were like, we want fucking actual real shit. Yeah, we know it's out there. You're wasting time. We all like it. It's just, this is fun. Well, maybe not to the police. But, like, you don't need to keep, like, because it's, like, a dramatic encounter. And I'm just, like, I could tell you, like, I could read it, like, the account, and, like, tell you, and then it's fine. It's a, it's a fucking lie. Get out of here. Yeah, beat it. All right. Well, on August 29th, Colonel in the Army Corps of Engineers and his wife, a colonel, uh, and his wife saw a creature, quote, being about eight feet tall with a tail that, that, that did not quite reach the ground. That's kind of odd, because in most situations, however, the lizard man didn't really have a tail at all. Hmm. Well, during this period in 1988, the sensation, and for some reason my iPad capitalized sensation, and I like that. Sensational. The sensation that was a lizard man was really taking off. There was an unofficial lizard man headquarters where Christopher Davis himself would give various interviews to different news organizations, and all throughout the town, merchants did what they could. This is the uh, that American entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. to cash in on the lizard man. Blow up dinosaurs were used to promote local businesses. From how Blackburn describes it in his book, Brown Town Road resembled a flea market or garage sale, with people selling their goods right along the road where the lizard man had been supposedly spotted. So people were just making merch and shit. They were selling merch along the road where this monster was, and it was it was like a, gr- a yard sale, garage sale, flea market. Mm-hmm. Just walk around because back then I guess it wasn't as built up. Apparently, I mean I have not been there, obviously, but like you know it's a little more modernish I guess potentially. So it's open, it's open field, open season, and it's just like, hey, you want to buy this thing? And what kind of things were they selling? Well, hats, screen printed T-shirts, buttons, whatever you could imagine. Everything. Yeah, like Lizard Man time. It reminds me of the pop-up shops that happened during Chance the Snapper. Yep. It's the exact same thing. Some Lizard Lemonade. Lizard Lemonade. I'm going to drink some of my Lizard Lemonade. Now, some of these lizard goods made it as far as New York to the desk of Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. One group of NBC employees had been passing by. Again, if I dove into how many news organizations were obsessed with the Lizard Man, I mean, I would add probably an extra 20 minutes to this podcast. But just know everybody's noticing, like, the phenomena. It's, like, exploding. It's just this wild and crazy thing in this, you know, small South Carolina town, county. Yeah, it's 
It's getting big. It's getting huge. Full blown. So, mess. They, so they were passing by on their way back up north. Um, so a uh, these employees noticed a man with a hat that I. Not not the man with the hat. No, not the man with a hat. No, no, no. This is a human being in a uh, hat. You paused kind of weird there, so I was like, wait, well, now where are we going? Now I just want to tell stories where I swerve and introduce other monster, like, big things into stories. We'll have to save that. Yeah, we will. But no, this, I mean, but I think, not to assume how you will feel about this, but I personally was very excited because this man with this hat, a hat he had made, is like a, you know, kind of a hat. Like a trucker okay. type hat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. On it, it said Lee County Lizard Patrol. Oh, all right. So imagine how cool that hat looked. It's like those people that got the uh, zombie response team exactly. bumper stickers. Right. Yes. But that would be, in that situation, it'd be like if people, like if somebody said they had seen a zombie and you had the hat, like, oh, fuck, what? <laughs> and this was back when, and you knew it was so, it was so sudden. They didn't buy it a hot topic. This was like a custom made thing. Like, dude, where the fuck did you get the hat? At? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, this is awesome. Uh-huh. Well, these employees said that they said that if he gave one of the guys said, if you give me that hat, I will make sure it makes it um, that it becomes national news by giving it to Tom Brokaw. Well, this <laughs> Tom man Brokaw wear it on air. This man, the man, <laughs> the man, you're close. The man who had the hat again, a lot of cool names here. And I love Skeet Woodham. No, come on. It's his name, and if it's a nickname, I don't care because that's all anything referred to him as. Okay. So Skeet's, Skeet, who himself is a screen printer, I mean, he makes this shit. This is his business right now uh, Skeet, in this summer. Skeet, Skeet. So, <laughs> so uh, Skeet Skeet gave them hats and made them custom shirts. And as fate would have it, Brokaw, uh, Brokaw mentioned the Lizard Man on TV and had the hat on his desk. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> oh, man. I looked for clips. I couldn't find any. Uh, but if you can find some, please do. Also, even Dan Rather would eventually interview Sheriff Truesdale. Okay. The lizard man was now hitting the big time. Yeah. In ways too numerous to mention here. Do you remember Christopher Davis? Yeah. It fell through. But guess who was in talks to interview him? Yeah, I'll give you a, just try and guess. We've mentioned it before in this Geraldo Rivera. Oh, close. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the year of 1988, that sounds insane. Yeah, what? What is everyone doing? Man, I I was blown away by all this. <laughs> right? It's absurd. It's out of control. But by the end of the summer of 1988, like any great fad... Any great obsession, anything that is just too cool to exist, it seemed as if the pop culture aspect of the Lizard Man had run its course. I think there may have been a thing. Was it Good Morning America? I mean, just imagine any like big time talk show like they were doing sure. shit with this. Because again, I mean, I condensed it down, but for a more complete picture of the phenomenon, and I, honestly, it's a great read, and he narrates it good. You get more um, backstory of like Sheriff Truesdale. Mm-hmm. And I went through the whole backstory of like um, Manuel Gonzalez. I wasn't doing that here because this guy was wasn't he was an actual like honest. Not that um, Gonzalez from our episode on the Phantom Killings was an unhonest lawman, but he was a pretty ridiculous character in and of himself. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Truesdale. He had been like he had been trained like FBI. He'd been to Quantico. He'd done a bunch of different stuff and just 
but still he was a small town sheriff just trying to do a good job. Uh-huh. So you can get some of his, you know, backstory by reading Lyle Blackburn's book, The Lizard Man, again the true story of the Bishopville monster. But they go into all these details and they expand on all of the um, different tellings and stories. I kind of summed up in one or two sentences. Mm-hmm. I didn't even give you like a, I gave you a fraction of what the book actually encompasses. It's anybody who's curious about the lizard man should definitely check it out. But then so okay, there's a lizard man running around Bishopville and Lee County. But what is the lizard man? Of Bishopsville, really? Or, you know, more, what could he or she be? Mm-hmm. What if a race of theropod, bird-like dinosaurs had been allowed to continue on an evolutionary tract without the catastrophic interference from an extinction-level asteroid? How? Caves? In 1982... Dale Russell, a paleontologist engaged in what is often called a thought experiment, was hypothesizing that if extremely intelligent dinosaurs like that of the Tradoon, a dinosaur with stereoscopic vision, a larger-than-average brain, and a digit that could possibly be used much like a thumb, evolved to rival the physical form and mental capacity of a human being, what would that be? But the concept has been affectionately dubbed a dinosauroid. <laughs> what? It's a if you can <laughs> a dinosauroid. It's a humanoid dinosaur that evolved into like a man-made, a, like a man. It's like a man because man dinosaur. Because it seems that walking upright with the brain sitting atop a vertical spine column, spinal column, would develop naturally as the creature's intellect increased. Or at least that's the conclusion of his thought experiment. So ideally, the smarter it gets, and if it was... Because these things, I guess... I mean, imagine the Velociraptor. It's mentioned in the book, but it's it came to my mind, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you imagine super intelligent bird-like dinosaurs that were not cut off, and they evolved into, like, super intelligent, like, human being, like, like you know, that's how smart they got, that they would slowly raise up, and then their arms would kind of... Yeah, it'd be the same thing as the us. Right, exactly. Evolving out of apes, except for evolve out of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and I never, I didn't know when I was gonna bring it up in here. Um, but there's an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Now they're in the Delta Quadrant. It doesn't matter. We're talking Star Trek right now. But just bear with me. Okay. It's very far away. The only way they get there is through a weird wormhole thing with like some super high. It's where the Borg live, and that's they're not close to the Federation. Cool. Everything you've said, I don't know what it means. That's why I said it's funny so, to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my own personal joy. All right, cool. Let's throw nonsense out there. Uh-huh. But they came across a race of dinosaur-evolved beings with spaceships who had evolved to such a point where they had built spaceships and left the Earth before the asteroid came. So they survived, and they're just living out billions of light years away from the earth so is that where that tv show dinosaurs comes from no the uh, <laughs> no the tv well they evolved though into human-like beings but then yeah. my favorite flannels in flannels right like they were in the shirt i'm wearing tonight yep <laughs> <laughs> pretty spot on pretty damn close <laughs> it's, it's very close now that you, we think about it but what's funny about that sh- my favorite episode of that show is when like there's a paleontologist i don't know if you ever saw this one back in the day if it sticks in my mind like it's a weird 
I never saw him. I mean, I saw him, but I was well, too like, young to remember any of that. In that show, they watched TV. So they mm. showed paleontologists like uncovering like an ancient television. Like, and then this was, we don't know, this is the stone fossilized. And <laughs> it would cut back to them like watching TV, flipping through like a dinosaur TV guide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a treat, let me tell you. I know, I'm sure it was. I just remember liking it because I liked dinosaurs. But I didn't comprehend any of it because I was too young. Sure. Right. So I need to go back and I need to watch that. So. I mean, it was an ABC show, I think. Maybe it's on Disney+. Plus. Ooh. Maybe. I don't know if it is, but... Maybe. It was an ABC show. That would be Disney. That's a good point. Huh. And I think it was, the puppets were also Jim Henson, which is owned by Disney now. So I bet it's on there. I bet Dinosaurs is <laughs> on there. Well, now I know what I'll be doing. I mean, you could probably blow through... Oh, my God. We're not talking... Well, we're talking about, like, dinosaur creatures. <laughs> like the... um. Because basically it's like Homer Simpson. Like it's that it's it's yeah. basically the Simpsons with dinosaurs. Right. Except a nuclear power plant, he works at a construction facility. Well, you need to if you want to go on YouTube and have fun, anybody listening, look up um the dinosaur's boss, the the main like you know, the dad dinosaur, the patriarch of the family. His boss is a is basically a business owner who's who's very like shady and corrupt and eventually he runs for political office. Zach Oh, man. It's amazing. It's like living real life. I don't want that to be But it's with it. But he's a triceratops. It's funny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's something anybody can dig through. And if you haven't, like, there's scenes of him, like, behind, like, a waving, like, flat. It's very, it's, it's a lot. It's too much. It's a lot to handle. I can't handle that. It's a lot to handle. (laughs) All right. But yeah, so back to what I was saying about these dinosauroids. As the creature's intellect increased, you know, at least, you know, that's, they, they, they stood upright. Mm-hmm. That was the conclusion of the thought experiment. He also made a sculpture of it, so you can look up this thing. All right, so, okay. so like, what if some of the Tridones, Tridunes survive the obliteration of their known world? And what if one of them is living in South Carolina? Probably hates it. Now, <laughs> what if a race of these super-evolved dinosaurs or reptoids did in fact survive any number of extinction-level events by thriving within a series of unexplored cave systems in the Earth, interacting with mankind in various points of our history, and exchanging and trading information with select members of our species. I mean... It's kind of... Yeah, okay. Like You can see my face, no one else can. Yeah. I'm not done. No. This is a little teaser. Helen Lovatsky, remember her? No. Even mentions dragon men oh. in, her, in her many writings about Atlantis. Now and, I do. And the- <laughs> yeah, now I do. <laughs> and theosophy. Oh, theosophy. Zach, it's my favorite fan fiction. I can't wait. Honestly, I've tried to get into it for like, I think the past two episodes, and I'm just like this. Oh, <laughs> what? Huh. Oh, oh, theosophy. Yeah, we'll get there. Or, what if this subterranean race of reptoids are not super evolved 
Terran, native to Earth dinosaurs, but instead comprise a secret brotherhood of shape-shifting, 12-foot-tall, lizard-like extraterrestrials from the constellation Draco that not only live within the Earth, but have used their morphological powers to walk amongst us, infiltrate our governments, create corporations, and invent social media with the all-encompassing purpose of forcing mankind into a perpetual state of fear, rage, and orchestrated war so that they can feed off of our negative energies <coughs> and power their army's expansion from not our planet but to the rest of the universe and to that of other dimensions we're talking about the lizard people now boom hillary boom. she's a lizard person zuckerberg is a lizard person george mm. bush is a lizard person zuckerberg i can see being a lizard person do you see that man talk in a face it's creepy in, <laughs> in some kind of chat he was legitimately asked are you a lizard person? And he had to go, no, I'm not a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Lizard people. Lizard people, man. Now, I'm only going to give a brief shout out because they don't deserve any of our attention. But John Rhodes, whose website, you know what his website is? It's not flat earth, is it? No, okay, it's re- it's reptoids.com. <laughs> that deserves a better shout out than flat earth. <laughs> reptoids.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know David Icke? Hear about him? Sounds familiar. Former football player, like soccer, mm-hmm. turned sports broadcaster, turned song of godhood. That's like a son. It's corrected, autocorrected to song. It's just weird. But he dubbed himself song of godhood or son of God who was told he'd be destined to receive visions from, I mean, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. A psychic told him he'd get visions, and now he's talking about reptoid people that shapeshift and do whatever they want. Well. Uh, well. And also, what, what, what was also cool that I came across while doing all this stuff was uh, Blavatsky's Dragon Men. Mm-hmm. They were used as the uh, basis for the writers of Conan the Barbarian for the snake people. Okay. Cool, right? That's cool. Yeah. Also, just throwing this out there, ancient Egypt had Sobek, the anthropomorphic god whose head was that of a crocodile of the Nile. Yeah. Allegedly, I say this because he's a god and I don't have any direct sources. He for <laughs> he for- Uh-huh. He formed the Nile with his sweat and would bring fertility to the land. That's a sweaty river. It is. He may have laid eggs on their shore. Just go with that. Of the Nile, he laid the eggs in the river. Whatever. Frogs do it. And when they hatched, this would have created the world. Escalated pretty fast, right? I don't understand how that works, but that's fine. Sobek may have initially been, he may have been initially regarded as like a dark god to whom sacrifices, you know, would be made to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. But as his strength grew, people would have chosen to have revered him instead. In wrestling terms, he would have went from a heel to a baby face. With that Cute. face turn. Yeah, right? Oh, now I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. Sh- shaved his beard. <laughs> he shaved his beard and started wearing bright colors. Lizard man sightings in Lee County trailed off after 1988, but they did continue sporadically for the next 30 years. Random humanoid sightings, lizard humanoid sightings, and reports of cars being inexplicably chewed on or mangled continued. In 2009, during a home invasion, now 39, 
Do you know where we started the story? Yeah. With young Christopher Davis. Was he doing the home invasion? He was murdered. Oh, shit. In what has been described as an altercation involving drugs. A measuring scale in marijuana was found within his house, and a 19-year-old man had confessed to the crime. Like, his path toward... Like, it never went away, the fact that he was the guy associated with seeing the lizard man. So over the course of the next, like, 30 years, 20 years of his life, did that, like, break him down? So he would go to, like, social events and be like, hey, I'm Chris. And they'd be like, oh. Oh! Are you... You're Chris, like the lizard guy, Chris. And he'd be like, uh, he's like, pass the joint, please. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a thing that exists. So kind of a sad story for Chris. Man. At 17 years old, he was working at McDonald's and then he turned 39. He was he Irish was a, cuisine. Some guy, Irish cuisine. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You never look at McDonald's the same way again, will you? I'm going to bite into my McChicken and puke it out. They have French fries. It's potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's Irish cuisine. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why the burgers are just made of potatoes. Maybe they are. Is that offensive to say? I don't know. Irish cuisine is a potato burger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Well, the list. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I don't know. I I just don't know. Well, the lizard man legend had begun to fade. That is until 2015. But I mean, keep in mind, like I could go through a few bunch of sightings where like it's kind of still happening. But like mm-hmm. the phenomenon is the phenomenon is not as raging as it was once upon a time when like it was like full on. Like imagine Chance the Snapper for those who live around this area of Chicago, like magnified by a thousand percent. And it was such a huge deal that there was a local country singer named Jim. Nesbeth, it says Nesbeth, but no, that's it's wrong in the name of the YouTube video I'm about to present to you. Jim Nesbeth, country singer from the town of, um, what was it, Bishopsville? Yeah, Bishopville. He wrote a song, a country song, about the lizard man. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. Would you like to hear this song? I don't know. I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can handle that right now. Oh, no. Are you ready? Oh. Oh, no. All right. Here we go. For some reason, it starts with a bunch of static, which I think adds the authenticity. A little bit of hype. It's fine. Just deal with this for just a moment. It'll get there. Wow! 
Everybody here stinks. No, no, this, at this point, I would stop it. Nope. It kind of trails off. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many, how many listeners does this have? Uh, 698. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he had a material. What? What? His old lady's on stakeout. <laughs> uh, it's nonsense. His old lady's on stakeout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old lizard man. That was the last recording he made before he died. By the lizard man? Uh, the lizard man. Yeah, the lizard man didn't kill him, though. There you go. How do you feel about that? That's pretty wild. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> what? What on earth? All right. So, but eventually, you know, that, that phenomena had faded again until 19, until 19, until 2015, when a man was photographed in the area running around in what was an obvious lizard humanoid costume. Like, he, <laughs> like he was running around and people like took blurry photos of him. Like he looks like a character out of Star Trek. Okay. Like it's a big like gray lizard costume. This guy's having a lot of fun. Too much fun. Again, I hope nobody around here would ever dress up as a creature and run around hoping for photographs. Yeah, we're not going to do it. Nobody's going to No, not us. We we got we got more important things to do than Oh, I just meant to take pictures. Oh. Right. No, that's what I meant too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant too. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, so of course he was having a little fun. Um but Somebody else was having more fun because in 2017, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division said for local residents to look out because the uh, solar eclipse may summon lizard people. What? Quote, (laughs) the SCEMD does not know if lizard men become more active during a solar eclipse. Who said this? This was the um, South Carolina Emergency Management Division. So like they're you know they're they're, they're FEMA they're important they're important uh huh yeah they do a thing yeah so lizard men may they do not know if lizard men become more active during a solar eclipse but we advise that local residents of Lee and Sumter counties keep an eye out should remain ever vigilant. <laughs> I mean yeah that's, that's amazing. true. Keep ever vigilant for those lizard people. In 2018. The first annual Lizard Man Festival took place. I I don't like that. In 2019, the festival was from May 31st to June 2nd. Stay tuned to lizardmanfestival.com for future 2020 dates. Is this just a place where the lizard people feel comfortable enough that they just kind of walk around? It could be, and I hope so. I really do. I hope it's just like going out. It's going out to the country. They're like, yeah, most people are going to think this is a joke, but but everybody, let's meet up. Yeah, come out to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people... It's not too far from D.C. 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Um, but like the revenue this place brings in for the local community, like they've embraced it. Like, and they people, the people who run this also, they go out of their way to mention that, um, like it's like their Mothman festival. It's on yeah, purpose. Okay. Like that's what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, hang out and have fun. Like we're talking about the goddamn lizard man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have fun. Uh-huh. And the, uh, I think I jumped around it, but the, uh, the local, it's a, they have a local like history of like a, their local museum is like local cotton museum. It's like history of like producing cotton, but they have a section like for the lizard man. <laughs> So like, so like it's historical. It's part of the community. Mm-hmm. So like, you can go to the local museum and look up like old costumes they used to have like during the parade. Because I, I think I'd left it out of here, which I thought I talked about. But um, in 1988, like they had like the cotton festival. It's like their their summer fest or their corn fest or whatever town has like a harvest fest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the king of that year was replaced by like just a guy dressed up as like the lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> So like that's, that's awesome. That's fun, right? So like it's a whole thing. So we were talking about last episode about putting pins in a map because there's cool things. You go to the beach in South Carolina, have a lot of fun. But we would just go to you know Bishopville to the Lizard Man Festival. Yep. <laughs> so in conclusion, is there a lizard man living in this South Carolina swamp? Maybe. Do lizard people run our government? Maybe. Honestly, I don't know why people want to blame lizard people for our fucked up world. I feel it's letting humanity off way too easy. Like, oh, humans are better. The lizard people fucked it up. No, 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 no. Let's. I would put my brakes on the gas pedal. The you know, what brake if it pedal. was the lizard people that messed it up? Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, broadly speaking, we're living in the most peaceful era of human history. But then again. Maybe that's what the lizards want you to think. Oh. Oh! Shit. Boom. Lizard man. How do you feel about that? Yeah. That's, that's insane. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's a crazy thing. Yeah, it's wild. He's such a big, he's like a big deal. He's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, if I showed you a picture of the guy in the lizard costume from 2015, you just laugh. Because <laughs> he's just like, he's just in a, it's a guy in a suit running around. So is it a man wearing a lizard suit? Or is it a lizard wearing a man suit? Oh, I guess we'll let the listeners decide when they go to Google and look up all these articles. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's get the, back uh, to us. Yeah, that's the lizard <laughs> man. Yeah, it's been a while since I found a good like full on mess. It's a whole thing. I was mm-hmm. very happy to discover that. Yeah, he's cool. He's a cool guy. Messes are everywhere. They are. They really They're are. They're messy. They're so messy. I mean, the world's a mess. But these are the kind of messes I can get behind. Yeah, these are the fun kind of messes. I just don't know why we don't hear more stories about people running in the woods chasing monsters with guns in 2019. I don't know. Video games, man. They're ruining everything. Uh, it's almost like we need somebody to dress up in a costume and run around a local community. Yeah, somebody needs to become that hero. Like somebody has villain. to, like, somebody has to, uh, well, you know, it's up to the, the audience. The audience can Perspective, decide. I guess. I mean, I don't know. You can probably run across a highway pretty fast before somebody hits you and they'd be like i saw this look like a man he had bare hands not gonna lie i did probably about seven years ago walk across our entire town probably about 2 a.m in a dinosaur costume i was intoxicated it was near halloween maybe there's rumors about lizard people flying around our town now I think we have to... Because um, the police didn't stop me. I just kept moving. 
Oh, man. Yep, that's true. That actually happened, so I don't know. I'm just thinking about um, nothing. Nope. Not just that. <laughs> nope, I'm not thinking about a dang thing. All right. Yeah. Oh, there was another um, theory. You know what was... Um, like, people tried to disprove the lizard man by saying it was a Sasquatch covered in green, like muddy moss, and it dried and it cracked and it looked like scales. scales? And it looked no. like, I'm like, that's not any better, guys. Go you can't, that's not any better. This, they're like, it couldn't be a lizard man, but it's probably a Bigfoot. Stop. It, yeah. You're not making it better. You're not. So, what is the official name of this monster? The, um,. Lizard man of um, or swamp. The lizard man of Bishopville. And I, have, I have a different one then. Do you in my list a different lizard but I think man? It's the same thing. You think so? What's it called? The lizard man of or swamp. It's the same thing. Okay. Because the name of the swamp is it was scape or swamp. Okay. So that's part of the. So yeah. I'm gonna take that off my list. You got that's the first time that's ever happened that I know of that we had the same guy on the radar. Yeah, it is. He's a wild story though. He's a lot of fun. I haven't looked into it at all. It was just on my list. I had come across the name at some point and put it on my list. So it was fun for me to learn about. I could have. I mean, I could have taken a tangent to just talking about. Lizardman conspiracies. Oh yeah, we could which have done I, that, but, but I mean, we this, shouldn't. This is the introduction to that. Oh no! <laughs> but my favorite parts of coming across that conspiracy was whenever a website decided to sum it up like I did in like one paragraph, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, no. What? Yep. That, they just kind of throw it at you. It's like, oh yeah, the government's infiltrated by lizard people. I was like, no, nah, man. It's like, oh, hum- wait, you just said that like it was a fact. What? Humans are fucked up too. Stop with your lizard people shit. <laughs> just stop it. Shape shifting lizard people. But I love the Draco constellation. Get Draco cons. Get out of here. Stop mm-hmm. talking. Stop it. I know it's fun. And this, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but it ties back into me just being. I don't know if people, if it's. I mean, it's it's worse that people actually believe conspiracy theories, but I do think they're fun. The fact that they're out there is fun, but when people are like, no, man, they're really lizard people, I'm like, don't ruin it. It's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm skeptical. You hit me with the right things, you get my gears turning. Yeah. But you get to, to jump on the whole lizard people thing. Right. It's like... But maybe. But we'll it, see. We'll see what I get into. But then maybe it's so outlandish it just can't help but be true. That's what they want you to think. Uh, you know what? I don't both sides anything in my life. Like some things are bad and some things are good. But I will both sides lizard people all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Well, nonsense is fun. Nonsense is fun. And I mean, if you've seen a lizard person, I would love you to email me at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com or send me a DM on the Instagram, Facebook message me and have fun with that. If you are a lizard person, same thing. Yeah. Reach out to us. Tell me if I'm a liar or not. Is this all false news? Yeah. Is this a joke? Are we living in the simulation? I don't know. I also was getting into like lizard human hybrids. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Please yeah. stop. Never go down the hybrid route. Please it's a stop. weird place to be. Because then it's just like, it's literally like Battlestar Galactica Cylon shit. Because it's like 
they don't even know they're hybrids. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not good. That's bad. Yeah. That's not good. No. I never knew my father. I bet he was a lizard man. Stop <laughs> it. Get out of here. Nope. Just bag it up. Mm-mm. Nope. Ah, oh, man. And then, um, and then we're, well, we are also, we have a Patreon that exists at uh, Weird and Feared, No Spaces at the Patreon. We do. And we're kind of throwing some different, um, because we're still getting that kind of going. It's in the inaugural, you know, the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're thinking about getting certain rewards going on. Um, maybe some, because uh, we don't, when, like, we mean it. Like, when Zach throws a topic at me and when I throw one at him, he, we have no idea what either of us are talking about. So right. that'll yeah. that'll make the gears turn in our heads more than um more than what is sometimes recorded for the actual like show. So we will leave the thing recording. Oftentimes we forget about it and we just keep talking. But we realized we keep having like conversation about the monster and stuff, like after the show. Mm-hmm. So if you you know um start donating to the Patreon, we can start kind of emailing you um or maybe somehow make a different feed. I don't I don't know if we have the capabilities of making it like restricted. And so it's like you know like um members only type club but we can totally like email you the files and stuff so you can listen to behind the scenes or post recording after hours talk about us still talking about the monsters i'm pretty sure i mean the fact that we just mentioned conspiracies and lizard men i mean i don't know what we're going to end up talking about once we just uh, start because yeah, I, I mean unless you've known you've heard the beers cracking or the the truly hard seltzer which is not as cool as saying i'm drinking a white claw sorry guys it's just not as cool it's not not as cool no but we've been having fun, so we're probably going to keep talking about monsters. So if you start subscribing to the Patreon, right now it's just a, the tier is just whatever you want to throw out there. But it helps keep the show ad free because we do spend time researching this madness. Yeah, and we want to keep it ad free forever. Absolutely. And I, I admit that I am a uh, cryptozoology novice. I won't shy away from that. It's my new favorite hobby. No, we both are. Yeah. It's my new favorite hobby, right? We like it a lot, and we want to keep doing this. Yeah, so... Um, Keeping yeah. the lights on for the show. I'm thinking the tentative date that I have in my head is like end of February, beginning of March. Basically, the first year of the show, the different monsters, creatures, and shit we talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm doing an illustrated like art book where me and Zach are going to write summaries about the creatures or monsters or even human beings we've talked about that are kind of out of this world. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that'll be done eventually, but we got a lot of things, a lot of things in the pipeline that I'm pretty um, very excited about. Yeah, the book's going to be cool. You know, we'll send you all that information once it um, comes to be, but... Um, then eventually uh, end up doing a season two book. Yeah, I want to do one every year. That's kind of how we're breaking this down by seasons yeah. at this point, which mm-hmm. is just mostly for our reference to keep track of things. Right, but it also kind of helps us um, subconsciously construct like a path. We hint at things and like things we've been playing with. Yeah. Because early, earlier last year we talked about... um. And we've talked about, you talked about the Nephilim, which was a great seed, mm-hmm. because I do like my angels. Yep. And we're going to talk about that eventually. The uh, the Watchers, the Book of Enoch. Yep. And I do think, we can change it if it's not cool, but I would like to have a Christmas episode, perhaps, spitballing as we read the Book of Revelations. <laughs> okay. It's wild. Again, you know, things to come. It's November, Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll be thankful for Revelations eventually. Oh, yeah, that is coming up. Uh-huh, right. But hey, either way, we all just want to have fun with you and just let's just be a, a whole community of just having fun with crazy shit. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, so, I mean, we're on our own Instagrams, too, so 
yes. at either of us or contact either of us. Yeah, my... Uh, They're both through the Weird and Feared page, I think, too, as well. Yeah, my ad is um, Scatterville Stories, just to throw it out there. Yeah, mine's Sutton 668. Yeah. So it's beautiful, the neighbor of the beast. Neighbor of the beast. <laughs> so, yeah, that's but that's all on the Weird and Feared page shit. So, I mean, we're doing... I mean, it's just great to have fun learning about monsters, and it's just. And if you just like stories, they're fun stories. It gets my brain going in a bunch of different crazy ways. So I wouldn't. I just want to trans, you know, throw that at everybody listening because it's a lot of fun for me and Zach. I, not to speak for you, but I know it is. I right? Don't speak for me. I'm not sorry. once. Not ever. All right. Is this fun for you? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So all you gotta do is yeah, live your life. Enjoy yourselves and stay spooky, guys. Yeah, stay spooky. All right, have a good one. Spooky time. Boom.